right, it's 11.30. We will convene as the Marin County Open Space District Board of Directors. And our first item is public expression. And uh, speakers have two minutes to address the board with things not on our agenda. I'm not seeing anyone in the chambers. Uh, is there anyone online? President Mullen Peters, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay, we'll close public comment then and uh, move to item 12B. And I'll let our executive director explain what that is. I'm sorry, our, our department head. Thank you, directors. Uh, Max Corton, general manager, Marin County Open Space District. And yes, this is um, uh, just allows us to uh, purchase additional services uh, for equipment rental uh, for our road and trail projects for the summer. Seems pretty routine. Any questions? Not seeing any. Is there any public comment? President Mon Peters? There are no speakers in the queue. Okay, fine. We'll bring this back for a I'm happy to uh, move the um, authorization. Second. Okay. Great. We have a motion second. A second by Rodoni. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Great. Item 12C. This is an exciting uh, item, and I'm going to invite uh, John Campo, who's our principal natural resource planner, up to present about this. And I want to appreciate our whole team who's worked on it, um, Michelle Julien and Kelly Hyde, who are uh, our planners who've worked on the CEQA document. Um, but uh, it's been a real team effort. I want to uh, appreciate them. Great. Good to see you all here. John, welcome. Thank you. Um, good morning. Um, <clears throat> Max, is there a presentation? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, this is very exciting for me. I've been working on this um, project with the rest of the team for seven years. So it's exciting to bring it to the board for, for possible approval. Um, in fact, uh, these are my daughters um, sitting on the log. And every time they see me working on this, they're like, we don't even look like that anymore. <laughs> like, they, they need constant reminding. It's not all about them. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, it's it's um, it's a beautiful place. Um, next slide, please. Or can I move it? Yeah. Oh. Um, so, I've presented to the board and the commission several times on this. So, I'll do a quick review. Um, the purpose of this project is to implement the restoration of Roy's Redwoods, and through the eyes and lens of the road and trail management plan, as well as the inclusive access plan, the companion document. And just to the three basic goals that we're trying to hit, uh, reduce the environmental impact of the trail system, create a sustainable trail network, and improve the visitor experience for all users, um, especially um, through the lens of the inclusive access plan to make it accessible for all users. Next slide. And just to review the project history a little bit, um, 2016, we identified this as a one TAM priority project. In the next couple of years, 17 to 19, we were engaged with a lot of community um, scoping and public meetings. And then 2019 and 21, we went through conceptual design and refinement. In the next couple of years, 21 to 23, we worked on the environmental review and permitting process, which we're still in, in that. Um, and then we're here today to present it to the board for the approval of the environmental review document. Next slide. So yeah, as I said, lots of stakeholder meetings, lots of 
office meetings, um, site visits, um, Zoom meetings. Uh, we really tried to engage the public and then through those conversations, develop a, a really exciting project. Next slide. And so from those conversations, we developed a trail system or a plan for a trail system that would have uh, a lot of different exciting components to it, some more playful elements, and then elements that would provide an inclusive access trail for all users again. Next slide. And equally important, we wanted to develop a plan that would uh, protect our legacy and protect the old growth redwood forest. As we know, there's only four old growth redwood groves in Marin. And so it's our responsibility to steward this site um, and protect, develop a plan that protects the site for future generations. Next slide. And so next steps, if this project were approved, we hope to begin implementation later this summer. Next slide. And just to review some of the details of the environmental review document. So we had a public comment period, February 6th to March 10th of 2023. And during that time, we received 15 comments from individuals and or organizations and one regulatory agency comment. Those comments resulted in minor changes um, one being identify and protect dusky footed wood rat nests, um, identify and transplant enchanters nightshade whenever possible. That's a locally rare plant. And add language regarding seeding options um, as it relates to the inclusive access plan. And so in your attachment two, you'll see the, um, the comments received and then our responses to comments. Next slide. And we also completed um, our tribal consultation um, in compliance with AB 52 regarding um, reaching out to the Native American Heritage Commission on July 19th, 2021. And that they responded to us saying that, the, that they did not indicate the presence of cultural resources within the area. And then we also reached out um, per AB 52 to the following tribes listed in regards to the notice of intent in the invitation to consult. And we received no further comments. Next slide. And so we're here today to um, recommend receiving the public comment um, regarding the proposed initial study, adopt a resolution adopting the proposed initial study, including the findings in accordance with CEQA adoption of the mitigation reporting and monitoring program and direct staff to file a notice of determination. And then finally adopt a resolution approving the proposed Roy's Redwoods restoration project. And I think that was it for my slides. Thank you. Thank you, John. Okay, any questions? Please, Dennis. John, thank you for the presentation. And uh, you know, this has been a while coming, but it's really been a special place. I know in the San Geronimo Valley, so really appreciate the thought that went into it. My question really is about the schedule going forward and what the plans are and how long it would take to do the transition. That's a great question. So um, currently the, the way we're, if this is approved, we would like to begin probably in August, um, pending the Northern Spotted Owl breeding season. So we would wait for that period to end and then we would begin implementation. And we suspect it would be a two-year implementation. So it would be, and, and it's a fairly small construction window because we, we wanna be sensitive to the owl's breeding, which brings us to August. And then we're right up against the fall winter, which about October 15th is when we 
shut down operations. So it's, it's really just a few months each year. But we think that the 23 season and then the 24 season, we could complete the project. And during that time, the first year, tw this summer, if we started, we don't think we would need to close really any of the access. We think we could stay out of people's way and people could stay out of ours. The 24 season, we would probably close um, a portion of the Redwood Grove. Great. And then uh, looking a little bit out to the future, should a neighboring property owner want to open up Larson Creek again, is there any impacts to what you're doing now in the watershed, which is Larson Creek watershed, that could be impacted? You mean uh, daylight the stream below? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I think our efforts above largely, um, not to get too technical, but it's it's to store, how do I explain this? To, to slow, slow spread sink the water right in the forest. So we wanna slow that water down. Um, that will allow water to travel downstream later in the year. Um, so kind of hold the water on site a little bit, which will be beneficial for the fisheries downstream. And it will also arrest or slow the, the movement of fine sediments downstream, which will also be helpful. Um, any, there's, at Nicasio Valley Road, there's a culvert under the road. So it's kind of what happens downstream. It, it you know, it, hopefully those changes would be beneficial. I'm assuming they would. Um, so it would all just improve the system overall. Great, thank you, John. I have a question. Thank you so much for the presentation. Really appreciate this unique and special place. This is, maybe I should know the answer, but th this is a one TAM priority project because I don't think of Roy's Redwoods as part of one TAM, of Mount TAM. Can you just speak to how? I could speak to it. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I think when we, um, the, the one TAM collaborative, which is, you know, our, the National Park Service, State Parks, Water District, and Marin County Parks with the Golden Gate National Parks Conservancy as our nonprofit partner at the center of that collaboration. You know, initially we drew sort of like a geography of the area around Mount Tam that did include Roy's Redwoods just barely. Um, but the, but you know, additionally we found a lot of times the whole point of that collaboration is that animals, plants, visitors don't recognize boundaries, right? They're like when you get to the edge of the water district boundary or the county parks boundary or whatever, uh, whether you're a hiker or a fox or whatever, it, you don't realize it. And so it just makes sense for us to do this kind of work at a landscape level. And so a lot, sometimes our one TAM work has expanded outside of the boundaries of, you know, the initial boundaries of our collaboration because it just made sense to do so. Like when we did the vegetation map for the entire Marin County um, and leveraged additional outside money to do that, that this has been the one TAM component of this has been so cool because um, the Parks Conservancy is just an incredible fundraising partner. And so they've raised nearly all of the funds for implementation. There's, you know, obviously we are using county funds to leverage some of that as match, but um, grant funding from the state and, and other sources is, is funding this work. Um, so that it, it's, it only adds value uh, for us for it to be a one TAM project. We'll open now to uh, public open time, not public 
great. John, come on up. Um, speak to just just say again that that uh, in the conversations we've had with parks about uh, this project and the other projects under the inclusive access plan, they've continued and John in particular has continued to be the model civic partner for uh, anyone I've talked to in the county. Um, and just like last week, we'll refer anyone who wants to know better how to uh, talk with and get good engagement from the disability community on their projects uh, to go and knock on John's door and ask him how he's been doing it because uh, this project looks great uh, and the conversations we've had about it and the approach has been great as well. Thank you. And he did say that last week, just so you know. <laughs> okay, is there anyone online? President Mount Peters, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay, we'll bring this back for a motion. Yeah, I'm happy to make uh, this motion, adopt the resolution, adopting and proposed ISMND, including findings according to CEQA adoption of mitigated reporting and monitoring program and direction to staff to file a notice of determination and adopt the resolution approving the proposed Roy's Redwood restoration projects. And again, thank you to staff. And John, I think that picture that you put up first says it all, because that's why we're doing all this stuff right. for future generations and for their kids and grandkids. So. Thank you. All right, thank you. And I'd be happy to second and uh, echo uh, Supervisor Rodoni's remarks. Thanks for all the work and the community involvement. Very special place. And those big trees are especially special. Okay, we have a motion Rodoni, a second Rice. All in favor? Aye. 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 All right, you have approval. Go forward, make it so. All right, thank you. All right, thank you all very much. Item number 12D. Oh, yes. We shoot poop, pet waste <laughs> removal. <laughs> Take it away, Mac. Thank you. So uh, you may remember, I think at our la one of our last meetings, you approved uh, a, um, additional funding for our previous year's uh, uh, pet poop removal contract. Uh, we put out a request for proposals for this coming year and got, we have actually a different contractor this year, but this is for uh, this coming fiscal year's um, uh, pet waste removal services uh, contract. And I think as I've mentioned before, this is like one of the most popular uh, things that we're able to do. Um, and it seems like every few months we add, there's a community request to add another site to the uh, contract, which is, you know, has a pet waste uh, trash can and bags. And additionally, the contractor picks up pet waste in the area uh, where those are. Can I make a comment? <laughs> okay. um, this is a topic that personally I find incredibly frustrating <laughs> and continue to get requests to add to it um, in many neighborhoods, some within parks jurisdiction and some not. Um, you know, and sort of that's the county's responsibility to clean up where everybody throws their bags. It um, is, is a little upsetting, frankly, that we have to allocate this funding. Um, my question is, do you have an estimate? Can you break down of what it costs sort of for one can and the service um, 
and I know we're, you know, this is one contractor who you're getting the benefit of adding them together, but roughly. I don't have that number offhand. I want to say there's like 30 or more uh, sites around the county. So, you know, divided by, yeah. that six, you know, divide 65,000 by that. I mean, that's the annual contract. So, um, yeah. And, you know, addition, in addition to this, we have implemented a pet waste responsibility campaign that uh, in our preserves through our signage and through actually the facilities about asking people to stop pollution. Uh, <laughs> so we're, you know, we're trying not just to clean up the existing issue, but to um, encourage people to do the right thing as well. I really appreciate it. And I think those, that signage is good. As many of us know, are some of these, many of these pathways cross jurisdictional boundaries. And so who has the garbage can, who has all that becomes, um, it, it, we're just spending a ridiculous amount of time on it, frankly. <laughs> um, and so I don't know if there's an opportunity to take that campaign beyond parks or not, but we can maybe talk about that offline in the future. Um, but I appreciate the contract. I do know that people really are happy about it. Um, so thank you. Just gonna pile on here. Um, I just want, I know that in, in my neck of the woods um, and I can remember not so long ago when we did not have such a program and there's a remarkable difference uh, in terms of uh, folks actually being more responsible about their taking their dogs on the trails um, in the areas that I hike with having these uh, types of this service in place. And while it'd be nice if everybody just took everything off, off the trails with them and home, um, it doesn't seem to happen. So I think this is, uh, as you know, a much appreciated contract and service, and I'm glad that you continue to accept requests for CANS, and I think it really has made a difference. And um, I think the campaign also is important, the pollution campaign, so I'm glad you're doing that. This is a very, very dog-friendly county. I don't know, maybe five, 10 years ago, there's something like 90,000 registered dogs in the county, Marin, just some astronomical number. So um, let's, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll partner with our pet friends and um, I'm happy to make the motion to approve the contract or the, when the time comes. All right. You know, Mary, I wanted to say it, it would be interesting to marry this with uh, Dennis's pack it in, pack it out yeah. sentiment. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have to agree with Katie on a practical matter. I live near railroad grade in Mill Valley and I started calling that the dog poop trail because people just let it rip with their dogs and didn't clean up after them. And it was only when we got a, a trash can out there, but that made a big difference. So some, sometimes just giving people an option is the solution. Uh, but, but I agree, uh, and, the, and the education campaign will help for those who are motivated to do that. Kind of the lesser of two evils, I think. <laughs> but I hear you on that one. So we have a motion and second, anybody? Second. Okay, motion rise, second. Rodoni, I don't think I called for public comment, did I? So there's no one in the chambers. Is there anybody online who wants to comment on this? 
President Mullen Peters, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay, we have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, that brings us to the end of this meeting. We're going to adjourn until 1.30 p.m., which was the date and time certain for the hearing that we're conducting. Yes, concerning sheriff's oversight. Concerning sheriff's oversight, which we commonly call it the Board of Soups, mm -hmm. AB 1185. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm.